Hello, Winterwebs, and welcome to Close Up. I'm your co-host, Joe. I'm Ryan. It's like a Batman cape, sort of. No, was. yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I get it. Where's your mask? It's upstairs. Mm. There's too much Batman stuff. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> Wait, you want more? All right. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a great <laughs> Batman parody where he goes out and he's like, "Fuck, I forgot, I forgot my mask in the Batcave." <laughs> He's got the eye makeup. Yeah, he's just got the eyeliner on. Bruce Wayne? What are you doing? <laughs> okay, from this extreme long shot, we uh, zoom into our medium shot. We're fans of Batman. We're not going to pretend otherwise. But DC has a problem, which we feel needs to be acknowledged. And yes, we're well aware of the irony that we're making an episode on Batman saturation when our only other close-up episode on DC was about Batman. Which is not our fault. DC hasn't released anything that's of note because they've delayed everything. So you're stuck with Batman. We are stuck with The Batman, which is a very good movie. Oh, it's great. We're not here to say Batman has... Batman content is a bad quality. There's just too much of it. Mm-hmm. There's a the lot thing. of different Batman. Over Some, the last... which I would consider is the best that a lot of people don't even know that exist. Adam West. Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy is the best, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll tell you, uh, I should tell you the snap. Yeah, tell me. So I was like, who's your favorite Batman? I was like, oh, Kevin. No, who's your favorite Joker? I was like, oh, Mark Hamill. And they were like, oh, that doesn't count. That's voice acting. And I went, what? <laughs> you disrespectful little bastard. Voice acting oh, is dear. real acting. We're making that declaration on this show now. You can pull up this soundbite in the future. Luke Skywalker can't be the Joker. Yes, he can. No, he can't, because they're completely different franchises. Luke Skywalker's Luke Skywalker. He lives in Star Wars. And the Joker is the Joker. He lives in Gotham. <laughs> Smartass. Yeah. I should just wear a t-shirt that says Smartass. That's... <laughs> yeah. That's how I am. I don't know what so... I would wear, but I'd wear one, something like that, too. <laughs> we should both get a Smartass t-shirt. Smarter ass. Smarter ass. <laughs> Is that grammatically correct? <laughs> no, but it's more of a smart ass thing to say. That's true. Uh, we're off topic. Anyway, there's too many Batmans. There's too much Batman everything. Too much Batman comics. Too much Batman movies. Too many Batman shows. Too many Batman... Reboots. Reboots. Toys. Merchandise. Coffee mugs. Everything is Batman. There's too much. Not enough Batman eye makeup. No, that's just regular makeup. But you, you need. To, but DC needs to start branding makeup. I bet you Robert Pattinson has. It's labeled Bat makeup. <laughs> or if it, it's not in Robert Pattinson's, it definitely would have been in a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. Bat. Okay. Bat up. Bat up. So we've been saying how much Batman is saturated. We said it, you know, a million times up to this point. But let's talk about why now. So, how do we think this happened in the first place? Well, I already mentioned his name earlier, but I blame Adam West for this problem. Adam West. Yes, I blame Adam West for this problem because Batmania was a period of time in the late 60s around the release of his hit TV show, Batman, where the entire world was really hyped on this Batman show. Everybody loved it. They all had Batman merchandise. Batman had never been more popular 
than in the mid in the mid to late 60s during that TV show. Now, this was a time in the Silver Age of comics where Batman's popularity had been on the decline for a very long time, ever since that book, The Seduction of the Innocent, where the writer pretty much said Batman and Robin were gay, and it led to the Comics Code Authority, and it, it was a mess. Batman was not very popular at that time. Things were getting really goofy. He'd strayed very far from his roots. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. One of my favorite lines ever. Just thinking about it the other day. But, lost my train of thought. But, at this point in time in the Silver Age, Superman was DC's head guy. In the 50s and the 40s, 50s, and 60s, it was Superman plastered on everything. Mm-hmm. But then Batman sort of took over, and after Adam West blew up, well, that changed everything. Because after Adam West blew up, then you had, well, actually, I think this is a direct, a direct cause of the show is that the new generation of writers at DC thought it didn't represent the Batman stories very well. So then you have new creators like Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams, who, when they became took over the Batman comics in the seventies. They brought it back to its gritty roots. They did, they pretty much reinvented the character for modern times. And that was a really celebrated run. And then you get Frank Miller's run in the 80s, where he reinvented Batman again, is extra dark and gritty. Dark Knight Returns, Batman Year One. He did some. But some people really, like to call him Frank Millar. Yeah. He did some really high-profile work on Batman that got attention outside of the comic book community, just in regular literary circles. And then you have Tim Burton's Batman movies, which kept the momentum going again. And then even when those tanked, we got Batman Begins a few years later. There's just been this constant stream of, oh yeah, and then there was in the early 90s, there was the Nightfall storyline. Well, you broke Batman's back? How could you do that? That's newsworthy, like actual newsworthy, I think. Yeah. So there's just, ever since Bat, ever since Adam West Batman, there's just been this constant stream of great Batman content that has people talking about Batman. And if you're DC, well, what do you do but capitalize on it? Problem is, they capitalized on it a little too hard. It went from, oh, you know, Batman's just this really popular character who we should, you know, show a little more love to, to everything is Batman now. And like I said, Superman was overexposed from the 50s to the 70s. But the reason I think Superman didn't carry through was partially because of his movies. I think Superman's popularity started to wane about the time the Christopher Reeve movie started taking (laughs) a nose... About the time the Christopher Reeve movie started taking a nosedive in the early 80s. Superman's popularity culturally never really recovered while Batman's went on the upswing and never really went down. So that's where that baton got traded from one DC giant to the next. But once again, we're not here to say Batman content is bad. There is some bad stuff for sure, but there is a lot of consequences to this oversaturation. Mm-hmm which we're going to get into now. If you're Frank Miller, anything that's been adapted from your work is bad, which is what I love about Frank Miller. (laughs) Any form of media that he's written, anything that's been adapted for the screen, he hates. (laughs) There's not one piece of media he loves. 
I think you're thinking of Alan Moore. Oh, I am. Yeah. Never mind. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm thinking Alan Moore. For some reason, I thought Frank Miller. Frank Miller is actually pretty heavily involved in adaptations of his stuff. Oh, God. Or at least some of them. Frank Miller, if you're watching, I apologize. And Alan Moore, go to therapy. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. A big consequence of Batman's oversight... Okay, okay, I gotta jump back. In Alan Moore's defense, a lot of adaptations of his work have been terrible. True. <laughs> He's... They have not gotten the spirit very right. But, okay. You didn't so, put a giant squid in Watchmen? It's terrible. That's not why it's bad. <laughs> okay, well, it's so a consequence of Batman oversaturation, first and foremost, it prevents other characters from getting the spotlight. And I'm just going to run down a quick list of... Sorry, I saw, I saw your second character and I instantly laughed because I know you love this guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just some examples of DC characters I think should get more love. Maybe you've heard of them, maybe you haven't. Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. The Question. Justice League Dark. Magical people like Constantine, Zatanna, Swamp Thing. The New Gods. Any of the Green Lantern Corps. Pick one. There's a bunch. Plastic Man. Justice Society. Or any of DC's endlessly compelling villains. Like the wheel. Oh, not Spider-Man. Whoops. <laughs> I'm <laughs> off today. Morbius. Oh, whoops. That's also... Oh. Sp mm. Yeah. The green got no. <laughs> the uh, Condiment King. I swear oh, wait, that's, a that's a Batman I villain. I swear we're DC fans. And yes, some of the ones I mentioned are getting adaptations or have already. Mm -hmm. Blue Beetle, There's for example, is getting a show. movie. Yeah. I think it's a movie or show starring Jolo something, who is from uh Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. I don't remember his name. It's Zolo something. It's like X O L O. Yeah. Solo. But I really liked him Mer on Cobra Kai. I think he'll Yeah, I think he'll make a very good Blue Beetle. As soon as I saw he was cast, I'm like, you know, no, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like I I can see this guy playing a good Jaime. It works. There's some characters where I don't get like super excited for it, but there's some that I'm just like, oh yeah. Makes sense. Blue Beetle is one of the most underrated characters at DC. Actually Justin's favorite superhero of all time. I only know him from like the Injustice game. And I don't yes. think he's really portrayed that well in that. First time I ever saw Blue Beetle was in a two-parter on Batman the Brave and the Bold. Mm. All the, what a fun it, series. Another Batman property. Oh my yes, god. Another Batman property. See, the Batman the Brave and the Bold. The Brave and the Bold, I think that was actually the point of it. Mm -hmm. Back in the 1970s, the Brave and the Bold was a team-up series where other lesser-known characters of the DC Pantheon teamed up with Batman because they knew Batman books would sell, and they teamed them up with Batman, because it's Batman the Brave and the Bold. You buy the book with Batman's name in the title and get to see new characters. And the Brave and the Bold TV show did much the same thing in the late 2000s. That's pretty... Also, yeah. That was there's my first exposure of, to... There's yeah. a lot of cameos on that show as well, from what I remember. Oh, yeah. I that was my like, first exposure yeah. to Blue Beetle. I think probably one of my first exposures to... Black Canary as well, from what I remember. Yeah. Bronze Tiger I didn't, I didn't was really, another one I remember. I didn't really watch the show growing up, but I remember seeing like like some episodes. I'm like, this is funny. <laughs> it's a very good homage to the Silver Age. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, there's like the clip where he like, it's like probably 
maybe one of the only serious moments in that show, but where he like tracks down Joe Chill or something. I don't remember There's... that part specifically, but yeah. There's a clip online. You can find it. Yeah. Uh, but who knows? Could have been taken down because of monetization and YouTube is all great. Maybe. So my my point is, there's an entire world of DC characters mm-hmm. out there. It's not just about Gotham. But you wouldn't be too far off to think DC was just about Gotham because it seems like everything revolves around Gotham. Mm-hmm. Which is At this point, who wants to live in Gotham? Why don't you move? Nobody. So much shit happens there. I can name maybe more the rent. Than... Maybe the rent's really cheap. That might be. It, it must be. Well, yeah. I mean, that tends to happen, right? Nobody wants to live in a place. Rents go down. You have to entice people to live there. Maybe it's like Detroit. <laughs> Sorry, people live in Detroit, but it's not a safe town. Detroit's probably a little better than Gotham. Oh, for sure. Marginally. Yeah, because they have Robocop. I'm pretty yes. sure it's Robocop. Yeah, yeah, his soup. Yeah, Robocop lives in Detroit. Yeah, there's a line from, I think, the, uh, from, like, the reboot movie where it's like, one day Detroit will be a, a free city or a good city. And everyone in the theater Still waiting. Like, I don't know about that. <laughs> It'll be a safe town. Really? <laughs> Whoever wrote that never went to Detroit. Uh, go right in. They lived in Los Angeles. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Adapted for a screen, anyway. So once again, it's not just about Gotham. And another thing I think is Batman oversaturation arguably prevents new consumers from getting into DC. Batman fans like us will watch the cartoons, read the books, watch the movies. But how do you get new fans into DC if you only cater to the Batman lovers? Right. I Yeah. That's, that's where... I think this is where the most important message is. It's like you want because people love the MCU and all their characters, but then you go into DC and more focus has been put on to Batman and his rogues galley than arguably any of the heroes, especially now. So like what in the past few years, we've had two different Batmans who one has maybe a planned trilogy or just at least a sequel. And one has already had a trilogy where Wonder Woman's only had two movies. Superman has like two and a half. And to be clear, it's not even just Batman specific things I'm talking about. I'm also talking like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, Harley Quinn adaptations. Gordon got a show on Gotham. Alfred Pennyworth got his own show. Titans starring Dick Grayson. Batman and his world just take over everything. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's because, and it's also because they start out as some of DC's best properties, but also they don't, they haven't put a lot of that much, as much effort into other properties besides as to do with Batman. Green Lantern hasn't gotten a movie since 2011, but Alfred has his own show. Come on. Yeah. Green Lantern is one of DC's A-listers, or at least he used to be. Like, they're not even giving any of the other Justice League members respect. And I wish they did more with Green Lantern, too, because, like you said, there's different Green Lantern cores. And if you look into all the different Green Lantern cores, there's so much that could be done there. Just like, and it is like, yeah, it's like all colors of the rainbow, but they all, like, represent something different. You don't even need the, to adapt Even Cal the Jordan. orange one, yeah. Yeah, adapt yeah. John Stewart, Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner. I'd, I'd love, love to see a Guy Gardner. I'd love to see a John Stewart. 
I yeah, like John Stewart's Stewart. John Stewart's the Green Lantern I grew up with on the old mm-hmm. Justice League Unlimited, which you probably did as well. Yeah, that was my first exposure to Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. And everyone, yeah. and now like Hal Jordan keeps popping up, and you're like, I want John Stewart. <laughs> I've since become a Hal Jordan fan. Same way back on that old Justice League cartoon. Mm-hmm. For me, The Flash was Wally West. I never knew yeah. about Barry Allen. I never heard about Barry Allen until later. Yeah, it was probably not till the show came out. It was really funny. I was like, I don't care for Hal Jordan. And then Nathan Fillion voiced him once in like a uh, movie. Yeah. And I was like, fine. <laughs> I like him. Nathan, Nathan Fillion and, and anything can make me like the character. He has that effect on people, yes. And he would have been the perfect Hal Jordan live action a while ago. You know what? I think one thing I would have liked to see for a long time now, I think a good ideal Green Lantern movie would be make Hal Jordan the old veteran Green Lantern. And then bring mm-hmm. in a new one, probably John Stewart. Yeah, John Stewart's, you know, him and Hal Jordan are probably the most famous ones, for sure. Although I know Guy Gardner's got a huge fan base. I mean, so does Kyle Rayner, or even mm-hmm. you know how Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, those are newer. I think. Yeah, those I'm are... not up to I'm not up to date on comics as as you are, but yeah. Oh yeah, they're they're great for. They, they both have pretty compelling stories. I think Jessica Cruz in particular has one of the most compelling Green Lantern stories because her story is, I don't remember exactly, but she had some kind of trauma, massive anxiety, which forced her to, she couldn't even leave her home. She was so anxious a person. Right. And then she gets the Green Lantern ring, which is all about will, having the willpower to overcome great fear. So she kind of gets over her own traumas and anxieties by becoming Green Lantern. Yeah. She's really cool. That's really cool. But yeah, it's just like any DC probably that I can think of, it's like, oh, this one I really love. But it's all stems from like the Batman family tree. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Even the, even the upcoming game, which a lot of people are hyped out, is Gotham like Gotham Knights, yeah. which... I haven't really looked into that much, but it's like, man, it'd be cool to play as Jason Todd, who's, I don't know why, one of my favorite not Batman characters. Like, I love the Red Hood, especially the movie Under the Red Hood. But again, it's a Batman property, and I think they need to put more focus into anybody else. Anyone else. Let's even look at that other Batman game. Well, it's not a Batman game, but the Kill the Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice right. League game. Look at the people in that. I think, well, I know Harley Quinn's the main one. Is Deadshot another one? Deadshot's an is in it, yes. Okay, Harley Quinn and Deadshot, two Batman villains. Half the roster in that is Batman villains. I don't know whose villain King yeah. Shark is. I know Captain Boomerang's a Flash villain, but that's whatever. Point is, half the rogues gallery in the Suicide Squad game are Batman villains, stemming from Batman's lore. Which is like, okay, once again, I mean, they're great characters in their own right, don't get me wrong, but it is still stemming from that Gotham world. Yeah. It's from the Arkham series creators, too, so that's pretty cool. Once again, Arkham, Batman, it all comes back to Batman. <laughs> and all milk that franchise. That should be my shirt, because I say that to you a lot. <laughs> yes. See, once again, give Amanda give Waller. Some... I think Amanda Waller's a Batman. Yep. Well, oh wait, no. This is just a. No, this is just sorry. It's just Suicide Squad and Suicide Squad in general, not from the game. 
But like, I mean, yeah, I think even Amanda going Waller through talks to Batman going through, more than any yeah. other Justice League character. I think even going through the Suicide Squad, like whoever's been in the group, like Deathstroke, Killer Frost, maybe. Killer Frost is a well. No, I don't know. Killer much. Frost is more of a Flash villain, I think. Yeah, Killer Croc. Yeah, but yeah, the Batman. Yeah. But it's like, ooh, like, who would you want to see more of? Like, we said Green Lantern. But I personally want to see more of Wonder Woman. Because I think... Well, yeah. I'm just, they, I'm just trying to give, like, C-listers that are, I think are really oh, good I see and, don't, and, don't, and don't get enough credit at all mm-hmm. because Batman overshadows. I mean, everyone knows who Wonder Woman is. I think she's, she's not getting no adaptation. She's getting movies. She's getting some mm-hmm. stuff. I'd love to see a Wonder Woman video game, for example. Why can't we get something like that? I'll but, imagine like you're like you're Wonder Woman, but in World War One, like you're playing through that. Oh god! Yeah, sure. Going through no man's land. There's potential, like, or a Flash video game. I mean, how do you adapt these powers? I don't know. That's for them to figure out. That'd be so tough. But like, do it. Yeah, but my point is, there's so many great DC characters that. Why does Batman have to get all the video games and everything? Why can't Wonder Woman get a game? Why can't Flash get a game? Why? Mm-hmm. Why can't Wonder Woman get a cartoon show like Batman the Animated Series or something like that? It'd you know? be so. It'd probably be one of the more popular games now if you made like a really good Superman game. Fly around Metropolis. You can have good like flying mechanics. Maybe that's what it is. Like it's so tough to make flying mechanics. I have a great idea for a Superman game, which I'm not going to pitch on this show in mm-hmm. case somebody steals it. But I, I will tell you later. I think I, fig- I, I cracked the code on how to make a good Superman game. Yeah. But, like, I think they can do that now because, not to compare franchises again, but the Marvel's Avengers game, you fly as Iron Man, you can fly as Thor, and they're both, like, the flying mechanics are pretty decent. So I'm sure, don't make Square Enix do it, but I'm pretty sure you can make, like, a, a Man of Steel game or, you know, just any... Even make a... What I loved about Injustice 2 was, even though we, we dog on bad Superman a lot. Injustice is the I best liked, version uh, of bad Superman in DC continuity. Yeah. I really liked, um, what's her name? Supergirl. Her, uh, her yeah, story Supergirl arc in that. Too. Where she was, the, she was the symbol of hope in that universe instead of actual Superman. What the hell's her name? That's another thing. I... I know people crap on the Arrowverse a lot, but that's one reason I've always loved the Arrowverse is because it's it's actually not Batman-centric at all. Mm-hmm. That woman didn't come in until way later, or anything about Gotham City didn't come in until way later. The Arrowverse focused on characters like Supergirl, The Flash, Green Arrow, The Atom, mm-hmm. and just characters like that you never would see in the movies or just wouldn't be around as much like everybody right. on legends of tomorrow legends of tomorrow last time i checked it was like citizen steel the atom firestorm i don't know who else was it shax well, version of steel <laughs> no no is citizen steel he just he oh, turns man. into yeah he, he has just has, it's kind of like colossus from the By x-men way, he just has supergirl's a name body. is carazoril i just want to put carazoril just want to put that out there I'm sure everyone yes. knew that, except me, because I'm a casual DC fan. Mm-hmm. I don't read, that's why. Yeah, John Constantine was on the team for a while, too. Mm-hmm. They met the Justice Society, they fought 
aliens, uh, the Time Bureau, Rip Hunter, guys like that, who's Booster Gold's father, I think. Mm-hmm. Just crazy stuff like that. It just, the movies would never do things like that. That's why I'm happy to see other movies like Shazam or Black Adam come out, because mm-hmm. they're, they're delving into different corners of the DC universe. And what's so funny with, like, the movies and, like, other pieces of media, like animated movies and the live-action movie, even when it's all the characters together, it's still focused more on Batman in certain ways. It's always focused on him because they know he's the the popular character. But, okay, now I will compare. But, like, say the first Avengers movie, everyone had their own little moments in it. Uh, some yep. lesser than others, but they all were like not. There wasn't like one character who was ob- the more obviously more important in that movie. You could argue Iron Man was, but I would say they were all more fleshed out better. Yeah. But uh, again, in the live action Justice League, we had like three new characters or something like that uh, introduced to us, or yes, yeah, something like that. But even in like the animated movies and stuff it seems to be like always batman who like saves the day at the end which is very funny or superman it's usually those top two people and even and even superman saving the day is usually just because batman didn't have prep time told him how to do out, it yeah yeah yeah, yeah he, he got outclassed he did yeah which I, like, I think like even in the the uh spoilers for the justice league unlimited show but when like doomsday comes in Batman tackles Doomsday and outruns his Omega Beam, and that gives like Seriously? Superman, I don't and that. that gives like Superman's gets him hyped up to like fight Doomsday again. Where he's I like, because he's getting, the, he's getting yeah, his ass Superman. kicked, and he's like, he sees that, and he's like, oh well, like he'll and he and Superman has this great speech where he's like, Cause living in a world of cardboard, yeah, and, that's the best. Yeah. Spe- I hope I hope one day that gets adapted to live action. He gets I to really let loose for once. And, it, fantastic and people moment. who say Superman doesn't destroy buildings, watch the Justice League on the animated show. Watch that show, especially that fight. He, like, takes down blocks. That should be another episode we discuss in the future. The DC animated universe. For my money, the best adaptation of DC ever, including the comics, because it's mm-hmm. actually got a, a stable continuity. It adapts the best story. The, if you haven't seen the DC animated universe from from the 90s, 2000s, check it out. Yeah. You do do yourself a favor. Like I said, we'll probably do a whole episode about it another time. I think the new 52 one's okay. It's just it's different and it's like and it's for a yeah. new generation, but it's pretty good, but and what I, I really like about the DC animated features that they bring like all the voice actors back. Yes. Almost in everything. Um like Tim Daly, Kevin Conroy, even in the game. I think like most of the most of the um, people from the uh, Justice League Unlimited series, most of those voice actors are in the Injustice game. Like the one for Wonder Woman, the Kevin Conroy, Tim Daly. I gotta look up Wonder Woman voice actress because I, I know of her. I just don't know her name. She's very yeah. good. Uh, yeah. Linda Carter? Is that who it is? No. Colby Smulders? Oh, that's the Lego movie. Voice actress. I'm just going to do Injustice because it's easier that way. Do, do, do. Susan. No. Susan Eisenberg? I don't know that name. Susan Eisenberg. Whatever. Oh, you go on. on. I'll figure it out. Okay. (laughs) Going on to another point. I think as much 
good Batman content as there is out there, people will eventually tire of Batman. Mm-hmm. And, and because DC has so much Batman content, that by extension means people will tire of DC. So diversity is necessary for the brand to stay relevant. If you put, it's like the old saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. DC is putting most of their eggs into the Batman basket. Yeah. It is, Susan, should... it is Susan Eisenberg, by the way. She, vo- okay. she, voices, she voices some characters like in uh, Mass Effect, Star Wars Force Unleashed, like smaller roles. She was in Avatar as well, The Last Airbender. Who is she in Avatar? I gotta look this up now, because I love that show, and we should talk about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a one-off character, like one-episode character. But yeah, she's one of those like voice actresses where it seems like at a certain time in Hollywood, there was like 10 voice actresses and voice actors, and they yes. always just like gathered these people to do like smaller roles or bigger roles. And then it got more and more popular. So my point is DC is putting all their eggs into the Batman basket, and you know, what if somebody pokes a hole in the bottom of that basket eventually? You know, not not everyone mm-hmm. is going to get as lucky as to find another Christopher Nolan. Like, yeah, when when in the late '90s when Batman and Robin came out, that might just as easily have spelled the end of Batman's. People thought that was of, the end. Yeah, yeah, as Batman's love affair with pop culture, just like Superman three and four did in the early '80s for Superman. Batman could have mm-hmm. stopped there, but they found a visionary like Christopher Nolan to make Batman relevant again which hasn't really worked for any other DC characters. Man of Steel, it could have worked for if they weren't trying to make it more like Batman. Yeah. (laughs) See, that's that's the problem. Batman ruins everything. They even made Superman more like Batman. And that's why they, and they said, oh, well, you know, Man of Steel didn't work because, well, I don't know, what what are people's, because it's too... It's too dark. dark. It's it's too you can't but you can't do a, a Superman like the classic ones because that's that's corny and that it's already work. been it's like, done. Well, like, well, why don't you try it, huh? Why don't you make Superman? <laughs> why don't you make a Superman movie the way Superman is supposed to be? Don't make him like Batman, and people yeah. will resonate with it. And I feel like they try know. to do that. Not to bring him up, but like Josh Whedon tried to do that in Justice League, but it was already too late. <laughs> It was already too late to get like that, like fun going Superman a little bit, um, and even in like Snyder, so even in Snyder cut, that, yeah, yeah, because even in Snyder version, cut, it he's so just unnatural. like Snyder cut. He's just more pissed. <laughs> Which I think I I understood Zack Snyder what Zack Snyder was trying to do with it. I know he was trying to have a an arc, and in Joss mm-hmm. Whedon's version, he was just this happy go lucky person and doing what the studio after. told him. Yeah, immediately after getting resurrected from the dead. It didn't feel natural Yeah, in, in that movie. And I know Zack Snyder would have gotten there if he'd had the chance. I'm not saying hashtag restore the Snyderverse, but I think he did have a plan for better I or for worse. <laughs> I say it. I don't care if the plan... The- I don't care if the plan looks bad. But here's the thing that's pissed me off with DC. There's no consistency in terms of with that. the TV I- shows and the movies. Because, like... That's fine. I under, I, and for other people, it works. For me, it doesn't. Because, like, I can't... I don't understand how can there be two different flashes. How can there be this green... Like, what's the point of me watching these TV shows if they're not going to tie into the movies? You know why you know it's what I'm fine saying? with me, though? 
Why? No, I, do, I don't. Because I think that I think that's a Marvel has brainwashed everybody to think things should be interconnected. Superhero things in the 1940s didn't start with interconnected universe. They started, oh, this Superman character's cool. Oh, this Batman character's cool. And then they crossed over eventually. It's just about, it should just be about what's the best story possible. Why can't Joaquin Phoenix's Joker exist in his own world and just tell the best possible Joker story they could tell at the time? Where Ezra Miller's Flash is telling his best stories he can and that should be able to exist alongside Grant <clears throat> Gustin's Flash doing what he does on TV. They shouldn't need to be interconnected to tell right. a good story. Robert Pattinson's Batman is just a good Batman. I don't need to see him connect with Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman or Jason Momoa's Aquaman. They're just, they're just doing, they're just trying to tell the best right. stories for the characters they can tell. And interconnectedness is kind of a bonus at the end of it. Whereas Marvel makes their whole brand about interconnectedness, which there's a lot of drawbacks to that too. Mm -hmm. But I think I, at the end of the day, I prefer to have good quality standalone stories and the connectedness just be a bonus. That's fair, but Joker for me is the exception where I'm fine for it to be its own thing. Mostly because they said his name in the trailer and Joker's technically not supposed to have a name. But it's whatever, it's anyone's adaptation, who cares? Nothing's set in stone. Yeah. But for me, the reason why I didn't really care about the CW shows is because they were just trying to build up the DC universe. Like, let's be honest. They were building up a DC universe to combat Marvel. That's what was happening around that time. I and think that's what was happening at the CW. They say, like they, well, not the CW, but that's what DC was trying to do with like the movies and stuff. And I, mean, I don't know if... I mean, Arrow came out before Man of Steel even started, and it was never meant to be the same universe. Yeah, so I don't know if there's like a... Warner Brothers owns the CW, or they just, like, if the CW just owns those certain types of properties or versions of it, like, I don't know how all the licenses are working, so it just feels incoherent for me. Well, see, that's what happened, is back in the day, the Arrowverse got shot in the foot because Warner Brothers tried to make sure that there wasn't any crossover between the movies and the shows happening. For example, Arrow in season three, I think, tried to set up a plot with the Suicide Squad. They had Amanda Waller as a character for a while. They had some villains that they put away, okay. the Bell Rev present. They tried to set up a Suicide Squad thing. And then in about 2016, Warner Brothers made the Suicide Squad movie. And they made them, and they made the TV version stop the Suicide Squad plotline altogether. And it just kind of ended super abruptly because they couldn't do that anymore. They also wanted to make, at one point, they also wanted to bring in Brandon Routh to play Ted Kord, Blue Beetle. Because they'd, they'd, oh, okay. they'd thrown in seeds for that. But then the movie version, but then Warner Brothers movie department was like, nope, we want to use Blue Beetle. You're not allowed to use him on TV. So they're like, crap. So they just made Brandon Routh the Atom instead. So there was this interference so much on the TV side. Oh, yeah, I think they didn't even decide. They didn't even let them use Superman for the longest time for the first few seasons of Supergirl. Right, yeah. But, yeah. And then they finally caved on that. They still refuse. And to then there's a different Batman. Superman for Superman and Lewis. And it's like, I like, I, I understand. And it's, it's just like the comic books. You're, you're right. Where like, they don't all have to connect. I know, but it's also like, you can read the comics. You can watch the movies. You can watch the cartoons. Why is it that you can watch Batman, the animated series with Kevin Conroy. And that's still okay to watch alongside Robert Pattinson's Batman, but you can't watch Robert Pattinson's Batman and have a Batman on TV. Why is, why is that disconnect there, you know? It's yeah. just two different versions. They can coexist. If one's better than the other, that's fine. I just, 
I'm just countering that point because I <laughs> felt strongly about that. Yeah. Whatever's good. I just think what, what, if you don't want to watch something because it's bad, fine. But interconnectedness shouldn't be the benchmark for whether you're going to watch something. That's fair. Is my two cents. That's fair to say. But so, yeah, yeah. It was just kind of like that. That was my mindset when I was younger. But now seeing all this interconnected stuff now and how some of the Marvel stuff isn't really working in my opinion. Oh, Miss Marvel. I never got to mention that, but that's a topic for another day. We're probably when we'll, we'll probably like do an episode where we like once phase, phase four is over, we'll rank all of them. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like. It, it was just a lot to take on, especially well, back then there wasn't really a thing called streaming and you had to either buy like DVDs or watch live. How... <gasps> watch live. <gasps> Insane. You had to stay up. But yeah. Or wait for a season to be over, buy a Blu-ray box set. But, like, back to our main point, it's, like, stuff of, like, even, like, the CW show. People, like, dog on that. But they don't have any, like, big screen, adapt like, a lot of big screen adaptations. Like, think about how the Flash movie keeps getting delayed. And that's because of outside reasons, because of Ezra Miller and what they've done. Yep. But also, it's just, like, people want it so much. Like, Flash is such a popular character. And, like, why don't we have that? It's because of Batman, you know? It's not Batman or whatever, but... You know what? Even going back to my thing about before about how Batman, the Batman effect, people think it, it kind of bled into Man of Steel and sort of messed up the tone of that movie in many ways. It also did the same thing for the CW. The Green Arrow of the CW-verse is very much not like Green Arrow of the comics. Mm-hmm. Green Arrow, the show, is pretty much just a, it's very, it's got more in line with Batman than Green Arrow in many ways. Yeah. Besides the fact that he wears green and is an archer and, you know, they did the origin story, okay. But Arthur Queen, Oliver Queen, is not a brooding vigilante kind of guy. He's a, he's a lively social justice warrior who... Mm-hmm. Cracks jokes and, you know, has funny trick bows like boxing gloves and stuff. He's... Uh, which they've referenced in the show. Yeah. I mean, they did. They st- they sort of got there more over time. But when that show mm-hmm. first started, you know, it was really cool for what it was. But it was not a... It was more of a Batman than right. Green Arrow. It was, like, it was like they wanted to make a Batman show. But like I said, Warner Brothers wouldn't let them have the rights to Batman. So they're like, crap. Green Arrow can be... Kind of like Batman in the right Green context, I guess. So, yeah, we're gonna call it Arrowverse. Okay, exactly. So it's kind of like in the Arrowverse, you know, in in classic DC, the Trinity of DC is Batman, mm-hmm. Superman, Wonder Woman. So they kind of had to do their own thing. They're like, well, we don't have a Batman, so let's have this brooding vigilante, Green Arrow. Okay, Supergirl. Uh, sure, that'll stand in for Superman, and uh, I guess the Flash is. The third of the Trinity, he's not really like Wonder Woman, but he's the third one. So mm-hmm. that's the Trinity of the Arrowverse. Yeah. And eventually they got their own Justice League. The CW-verse is oh, built yeah, up yeah. very... Yeah, the CW-verse is built up very well. If you're going to watch the CW-verse, maybe I, I want to do an episode on that too because I've seen a lot of them. I need to talk about them somewhere at some point. Yeah. I have so much... I have over a decade's worth of knowledge on those shows to talk about good and bad. 
But yeah, they yeah, were I... kind of indebted to Batman as well from their very beginning, which, hey, you know, Arrow's tone got it off the ground. Mm-hmm. I've seen Super... I've, I've heard Superman and Lewis show is actually pretty good. Oh yeah, I've heard good things about that because they're actually things. adapting Superman. But here's the thing, again... Not like, a Batman version. Not to dog on TV shows, because I love TV shows. You're not going to get a lot of people watching TV shows because it's more of a commitment. And it's, it takes up a lot of people's more time than just taking an afternoon off and going to see a movie. Where, yep. let's face it, that's where all movies are being pointed to is mostly Batman stuff. And like, again, in recent years, Suicide Squad, Justice League, different Batman movies. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Joker. Again, like, Batman's not in Birds of Prey, but fucking, it's all Batman characters, if you think about it. like Suicide Squads, too. The only reason Harley Quinn is a character is because of the Batman animated series. And then then someone adapted, like, a comic book story of it, and she became canon. Which I think is an amazing thing that a TV show did that. But, like, again, it's all Batman. And we want stuff that's not Batman. That's why a lot of people love the MCU is because it's different characters gain a lot more equal amount of focus. And it's not like... there's not It's not like a, in a weird world where it's like Iron Man and then Pepper gets his own movie and then, you know, yeah. Iron Monger gets his own movie or something like that. No, it's Thor, Captain America, Hulk. Well, not well, Hulk, yeah, but whatever. A Black Widow movie. That's a rights issue thing. Yeah. So another thing I have to mention is, speaking of Batman co-opting the tone, I really think this is a big point for me. Batman oversaturation is probably the main reason everyone thinks DC is dark when it's really not. Yeah, for sure. It pisses me off so much when people are like, oh, I don't like DC because it's dark. No, Batman's dark. Everything else just steals Batman's tone because Batman's the most popular. Something in the way. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, no, no. I'm like, DC, as a DC fan, DC is actually a more optimistic brand than Marvel. The entire Superman, like, Superman from the comics is the most optimistic person I've ever seen in my life. Exactly. The entire point of Marvel is that it's basically our world with superheroes in it. It's, you know, more optimistic than something like The Boys, but it's pretty much (laughs) our world with people who have real problems. Peter Parker can't pay his bills. He's got to balance superheroing. It's, you know, it's... The villains are corporate businessmen and yeah. stuff like the Green Goblin. You know, it's it's more it's more based on real world politics. You know, they live in New York City, for example, not actual actual countries, not made up places. DC is a lot more fictional. Its characters are more. I've always said the diff, the main difference is Marvel is basically reflecting a mirror to you. It's mm-hmm. seeing. It's what would happen if I got superpowers, whereas DC is more aspirational. It's about who could I be if I was a better person? Mm. It's not just a reflection of me. It's giving me a goal, something I want to become. So in Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, it's all about Superman is a manifestation of hope and optimism wonder woman is about truth green lantern's about willpower if for example they're all aspirational things so it, in many ways the dc pantheon of heroes is way more hopeful and optimistic 
mm-hmm. then them oh yeah and they've also got you know a lot of alien technologies in dc as well that intermingle into the into the regular world the justice league helps the world in many ways there's a lot more philanthropy people in general in that world are happier marvel's world never really seems to be much different than ours even with all these super powerful beings but the dc world actually does seem yeah. better outside of gotham so it once again it pisses me off when people say dc is dark because it's really not anyone who says dc's dark doesn't know what they're talking about it's just about. been like they're, that in the recent years yeah just because batman's the most popular they see batman and his tone bleeding into everything and people trying to emulate that in mm-hmm. subpar adaptations of things and they say dc's dark no it's not it's just not a proper adaptation of what dc's really about do you think spider-man would be a good like uber eats courier i think he'd yes. do a good job well the only I mean, reason the first, what's the first 50 actually no he wouldn't he wouldn't he'd be terrible first 15 minutes of spider-man uh, too when he couldn't even deliver a pizza well that's because he did on his bike at first but here's well, know, the thing he the, reason, the, the reason reason why spider-man can't pay his rent it's not because like he can't find a job he lives in new york it's like it's like five thousand dollars for like a bachelor apartment it's ridiculous well that's for all the models it. and stuff anyway superman lives in metropolis which is basically oh new yeah york reporter salary there's a yeah even like like a lighter moment and literally there's like i think in a dc animated movie i don't know if you've seen it i think it's called batman and superman apocalypse i haven't seen it in a long time but i have seen it yet. but that one like it introduces not for the first time but it introduces um supergirl in it oh yeah 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 and there's there's like a joke where like they, they go back to it a few times is it this movie i have to make sure it is this one where Superman, yeah, it is this one, where Superman, like, gets into the Batcave and, like, Batman's, like, computer gets destroyed. He's like, don't worry, I'll pay for it. And Batman's like, a reporter's salary? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, even later on in the movie, he, like, hints at it. It's like, you still owe me for the computer. He's like, might take a while on a reporter's salary. Like, there's fun, like, there's good, like, there's cheerful moments from, like, you could argue from in recent years, two of the like most grim characters that DC has put out in the movies. But like Superman's not supposed to be grim. He's supposed to be that lighthearted like kind of guy. Even though the movie's called yeah. Apocalypse. But it's still like a fun movie and it's animated beautifully. Well see Superman is he's serious, but he's not, you know, grim serious. No. He takes stuff seriously, like when he yeah. fights Darkseid, he's like he goes full tilt. Yeah. Which is why I think DC needs to, DC would be a better competitor to Marvel if they got, if they, you know, if they let Batman be Batman, fine. Mm-hmm. But that's why I like what they've been doing because they've been letting everything speak for itself. The Aquaman movies had this kind of Indiana Jones adventuring kind of tone. The Shazam movies are kind of a coming of age story, John Hughes sort of tone. Birds of Prey and the Suicide Squad movies are just crazy. The, you know, then there's the Zack Snyder movies, which are more grim, dark, serious. There's a lot. And then Joker, which is this weird kind of indie mm. film it's about mental, about, uh, about mental, which is a musical, apparently. I, I heard that was a rumor that they did that as a joke. But like, if it's a musical, I think that'd be funny. I'm down. I'm so I'd down. I'd be so down. See, I think DC, the DC movies are learning finally to get away from Batman's tone and I hope they continue it, but Mm -hmm. everything else still needs to learn. They need to have less Batman comics. 
or less comics about the Bat family. Start promoting. even like what's the most recent fucking thing that like one some of the best stories have been created? Court of Owls. It's surrounded by Batman and his like family. It's like there has yeah. to be like at least fo- if you're not going to focus on the smaller characters, at least focus on Superman. Okay, and that that ties in nicely to my last point here. DC might argue. Yeah. DC might argue that they sell so much Batman because Batman sells and other properties do not. I'd argue they aren't trying hard enough. Mm-hmm. For movies, give us Man of Steel 2 and see what happens if it's actually good. There is huge demand for Henry Cavill's return. Don't He's make so it like good. a Don't do what they did in the first one and make it grim dark. You know, give us an actual Superman movie starring Henry Cavill and you tell me that's they were disappointed Man of Steel didn't make a billion dollars. I think in today's climate, we're, we're kind of getting sick of cynicism after a decade of it in media and a couple terrible years with COVID and everything else that's right. gone on in the world. We need, a, we need a Superman, like an optimistic Superman movie now more than ever. And I think that would make a billion dollars if it was done right. Even that's for back Amy theme. Adams, I feel like, too, because I feel like sure. their chemistry was really good. Even bring back Jesse Eisenberg. Make him a little more... No. Like Les Luthor. <laughs> no. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. No. no. It can be done. It can be done. I'm just saying, bring, give us a good Man of Steel 2, and it might even outsell the Batman with Robert Pattinson. I was going to say Brainiac, but that might be too big of a villain. Do Brainiac. I don't care. I want to see Brainiac. <laughs> give me... Um, I don't know why Like the actor that popped in my head was like Brian Cranston, but I don't know why. Sure. <laughs> I don't know who else would be a good villain for a Superman well, He's got to be like a robotic, doesn't he? I don't know. I don't know much about Brainiac. Bring in... <laughs> bring in the... Uh, bring Mongol. in Vision. The guy who played Vision. <laughs> Vision, sure. Bring what about a, What about Mongol? That would be cool. War World and... Oh, yeah. Something he's like, like that. He's like, the, like, a, like a hairy dude, right? It's the yeah. Beast guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, he's not hairy. He's like orange and... I have to look shot. it up. He kind of looks like... Mongol. Mongol. Yeah, not the Mongol Empire. God damn it! Yeah, Mongol would be really cool. My point is, just oh, put as much yeah, just put as much love and care into other properties as you do with Batman, and people will find them. Mm-hmm. Somebody out there will find them. It doesn't need to be marketed as DC. It doesn't need to be marketed as a Batman spinoff. Just make good things mm-hmm. of their own tone, and people will come. Because there's great comics. There's Flashpoint. There's um, Black. Yeah. Uh, there's Green Lantern. Darkest Night Blackest series. Night, yeah. Blackest Night. There's Green Lantern's got so many great stories you could adapt. Yeah, so many stories. There's even like, even ugh, they can't. Well, they can do it, but like even Superman Doomsday. Like if they did a like a proper live action Doomsday adaptation, which. I really hate that he's the blood of Lex Luthor and Zod. I don't care. I hate it. But <laughs> I want him to be, like, born from a thousand dead babies. Yeah, that's in the comic, ladies and gentlemen. It's dark, but yes, still yes. Superman. But even, like, that, that's, like, a great Superman story. And even, like, if as cheesy as the return of Superman was, it'd still be great to see, like, all those different variations of Superman as well, just to, like, see how they would bring that to live action. It's not, and it's like, again, we don't hate Batman. 
We just want no. more from the universe. We just want we more of everything the else. Properties. There's enough yeah. Batman things out there. A little less Batman, a little more everything else. Oh, you know what they should do? We are on the edge. It is if like if there's another adaptation like of a live action Batman movie that's not Robert Pattinson. Like if it's rebooted again, I feel like that's like and it's going to be. But it's like too far. It's gonna be way too far, and we're just gonna be like, well, what are we doing? You know another thing that pisses me off about Batman movies and a lot of adaptations of Batman is that they refuse to evolve Batman. Is that we get so many Batman movies where he's this stoic loner early in his career. I'm Mm -hmm. sick of that. Give us Robin. Give us the Bat family. Give us another version of Batman we don't see because we're getting so much Batman and it's all the same version of Batman. There's so much other kinds of Batman to adapt like there's later even in the comics which spoilers for tom king's run a couple years ago they did like 80 issues leading up about this romance between him and selena kyle leading up to the wedding i read through all of them and then they don't get married in the end because Uh. they have to have they have to have the status quo batman's got to be a single loner he can't be married screw that why don't you let batman's status quo evolve ever I might not mind Batman adaptations so much if they didn't give us the same version every time. The Frank yeah. Miller gritty, nearly crazy <laughs> version. You know, have us, and that's what I want. Is that to get the one where he it. says, "I'm the goddamn Batman"? Is that the one where he's? That's or a, is that a different Miller one. Story. Oh, it's a different one. Okay, that's All Star Batman. Right. No one likes that one. Are you dense? Are you retarded or something? I'm yeah. the goddamn Batman. <laughs> Jesus, calm down. But yeah, it's like, who do you think would be like a good Robin for the Matt Reeves universe? The first person that came to my mind was Taron Egerton, but he's a little bit older. Uh, He's only like four years younger than Robert Pattinson. It depends on what Robin they're doing. Well, I think you gotta go Dick Grayson, first of all. My buddy, who's also an actor, wants to be a Robin in live action. Like he's especially Dick Grayson. So that'd be funny. Yeah, but I like can't that. think of any like child actors right now. I, I mean, always say cast unknowns. Whenever I can't think of anyone off the top of my yeah. head, I always say cast unknowns. I mean, who's that guy from the room or the kid from the room? He'd probably be good. Jake something. He's really he was in. Um, I don't know if you saw it, but Doctor Sleep. I haven't seen that yet. I will. And I want to. He he's in it for like very like a very short amount of time, but he's amazing. I think his name's Jacob Tremblay. Yep, that's him. Yeah, okay, I knew it was Jacob something. Jacob Tremblay, he's an amazing actor. How old is he? He's 15. My goodness. He was born in 2006. That's ah! a decent age for him. Oh, God. Sorry, I just felt old. <laughs> We're not that old, but I just felt it. We're, we're getting old, feels like. So, yeah, I think a great Superman story they could adapt would be Back the story... Back in my day, they made good Superman content. Well, the best Superman content was before we were born. That's true. But I mean, in our day, we had the Justice League Unlimited and stuff. That's that's top tier Superman content. Oh God! If anything happens to Tim Daly or Kevin Conroy, I will be so sad. It'll be painful. But I think they should adapt the run from uh, Rebirth in 2016 or so. That was one of the best Superman stories I've ever read. Was you have to remind me which one Rebirth is again? Well, it would take a bit to explain the whole context behind. This is the new like this. There was New 52 and then Rebirth, right? Yeah, Rebirth was okay. 2016. I think they did, like, an animated version of it. Yeah, so in, in the Rebirth Superman, 
He was married to Lois Lane. They lived on a farm in Smallville, I think, or some small farm, and they raised their 10-year-old son, Jonathan Kent, which, oh wait, never mind, they can't do that, because that's basically the plot of Superman and Lois. Sorry. Never mind, uh... you can't do that in the movies, because Superman and Lois stole the Rebirth plot line, which is, like I said, the best, and that's why that show's doing well, because they gave us a Superman we never seen before, but still true Damn. to the character. I nearly was on to something and then realized it was already a thing. But I remember this is kind of I remember seeing like (laughs) a side note of or like this is just kind of a side note. But I remember seeing the original Superman and my dad just had it on the TV. This was like a few years ago. And um, (laughs) just watching the original Superman, it's like younger Clark Kent is spoilers. He's walking up the farm with like uh, Papa Kent and he just has like a heart attack and dies. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. That's it? <laughs> I mean, they're like, that's how he dies? And, like, Man of Steel, not comparing the two, but he literally goes to save a dog from a hurricane. He's like, no, I know you can save me, but don't do it. It's, like, super dramatic. But in the, like, in the 70s ones, which is fine, it's great, but I'm just like, he just keels over from, walk- from walking? No, He's a farmer! I will tell you why that's a better version of the story. No, it's better, but, like, it's just, like, I was just really yeah. taken aback by it. I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, see, that, that's the thing, right, is, you know, in the other one, it's in Man of Steel, it's like, okay, he could have saved him, but he chose not to, because, while well, whatever reasons they said in the story, it would be outing himself and whatever. But save the but dog. <laughs> yeah, but save the dog, but in the original one, he just dies of a heart attack. With all the powers of Superman, there's yeah. nothing he could have done to prevent that. That's a better life lesson. There's some things you just can't fix. Unless, unless it was Eleven from Stranger Things, and she just goes, no. <laughs> I'm kidding, Duffer Brothers. But you're not, really. She's still in a coma, so. She, like, saved her, but didn't save her. You know what I mean? Not going to spoil Stranger Things for people listening to a Batman. Oh, they're but... catched up. I just said she's in a coma. I didn't say Exactly. Who. I, I don't, I'm just warning you before you go further. Could be a Demogorgon. I don't know. I was going to say a certain character, but I didn't want to. Yeah. Okay, let's close up. In closing, move on from Batman. (laughs) Do it. We love Batman, but we love these other properties. Give them the respect they deserve. It doesn't even have to be Superman or Wonder Woman, but at least release the Flash for the love of God. Because we all know, I think they came out with a statement where Warner Bros. said, he is, or they, excuse me, pronouns, Ezra Miller, they're in it too much, sometimes twice, because there's different versions of The Flash that we've seen from trailers, that they can't go back and reshoot it. So I think what they are, what Warner Bros. is trying to do is just wait <laughs> until Ezra Miller, like, news is, like, gone past or whatever, that they just and then release they'll hire, it. And then they'll hire Grant Gustin, like everybody wants. Who's Grant Gustin? The Flash on TV. Oh, right. Yeah, he's pretty good. Everybody wants to see them reshoot the Flash movie with him instead of Ezra mm-hmm. Miller. Also, but like, I wonder how much money they put into it that they can't go back and reshoot it. But who knows? They've been making this movie for 10 years. Ooh, okay. This movie was supposed to come out in like 2018. Yikes. But yeah, even like a Green Lantern movie, I would love to see that. And like, we did get one, but like, get one that someone who's actually like read a Green Lantern comic book. Yeah. I've, I've seen a funny video where it, I think it was like a Jimmy Kimmel interview 
where Michael Keaton says, like, because he was at the same time filming The Flash and, like, Spider-Man, or around the same time or whatever. Yeah. And he was like, oh, sometimes I'm on set and I have no idea what universe I'm in. They have to, like, tell him, they have to remind me. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And it's not that he doesn't care. It's just, like, he's just a forgetful person. It's really funny how he tries to explain it. He's also filming the Batgirl movie, too. Oh, goodness. Poor Michael Keaton. <laughs> oh, see yeah, what I mean? Oh, Batgirl yeah, movie. See, There's more yeah, Batman gonna, stuff. Yeah, they're bringing <laughs> Batman into the Flash movie as Ben Affleck and my... There's two Batmans in the Flash movie. <laughs> Let it go. Son of a bitch. So much Batman stuff. And I was going to say, like... Gotta stop hey, before I go on for another favorite, hour. Like, what's your favorite DC characters? My top five. They're all Batman related. My top five DC characters, uh, Adam West, Kevin Conroy, Christian Bale, ben, A- ben Affleck, and Superman. Oh, man. Uh, there's a great, I think, like, oh, there's a great, I think I showed, or you showed it to me or I showed it to you. There's like a Trivial Pursuit card, and it reads, which one of these characters aren't Batman? And it goes to, it's like Michael Keaton, or hasn't played Batman, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, Adam West, and Ben Affleck. And this was made in, like, 2009. I think you like, to show me that. Then. Oh, yeah, and people, and people were like, I'm so mad at this question. <laughs> like, whoever gave me this question. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. But it's like, we just came to realization that the Flash movie, there's two Batman in it. Let's let them have their own properties. Like, imagine, because in The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man shows up at the end. And people, like, thought that was cool. But also, it's like, like give them their own thing. Yeah, you know, but yeah. I don't know. Like I don't know. Like we love DC, we love Batman, but just like let them have their own thing. Like the Wonder Woman movies are very good. I haven't seen actually the, the one. You know what? Okay, no, Wonder the Wonder Woman movie starts off with a Wayne Enterprises truck, doesn't it? Oh no, does it? <laughs> doesn't it? If she mentions him specifically, she says he was helping her out on. Oh this no, project. <laughs> I just realized Gal Gadot was introduced in. In Batman, Batman v Superman, Superman. <laughs> which they put his name in the front. Oh, in the suit in the second Superman movie. Oh man, if we keep going. We'll find more. Oh yeah, he was also in the we'll post-credit scene of the Suicide Squad movie. Was he really? Yep, we're talking to Amanda Waller. The, the second, the first one. Oh, I was like the new one. I was like, oh my no, god. No, 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 not the new one. The first one. Was he in Peacemaker? No. Is Peacemaker a Batman character? I don't think so. No, actually, Peacemaker was introduced... Um, Peacemaker was in an indie comic. At, well, a different company. DC bought it later. Doesn't Peacemaker say fuck Batman in that too or something like that? Is he going on a whole rant that he's like, he, has daddy issues or something? Oh, he, he insults every Justice League character. Peacemaker is a must-watch. You need. He, I need to watch it, I know. Yeah, watch Peacemaker. I've I seen talk- clips... I was like, man, I don't like, I don't hate John Cena, but it's like, I, sometimes I watch some of the stuff he does and it's a little cheesy, but then I see clips of Peacemaker. I'm like, he's so funny. This is the best performance he's ever given that I've ever seen him in anyway. All right. We can go on forever, but let's wrap it up. Plug our socials. Green Lantern featuring Batman. <laughs> uh, well, you can find me, Ryan Walker, official at Instagram and on TikTok. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at ThoughtPlane Media and our Facebook page at the same name. Find further film discussion and entertainment reviews on thoughtplane.ca forward slash articles. And if you'd be so kind, you can support ThoughtPlane Media on Patreon, link down below.
Also, be sure to leave us comments and reviews as that's a big help. And how about clicking that like button if you enjoyed this? We hope to see you on the next close-up with Ryan and Joe. Till next time. I'm Batman. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. So nice to say it twice. Bye! Some days you just can't get rid of Batman. <laughs> Milk that franchise.